You are listening to Mountain to Glen, the podcast. Welcome to this episode of Mountain to Glen, the podcast. I'm your host, Robert Farley. And I just want to briefly apologize uh, during this recording. My voice may not be 100%. COVID finally caught up with me after all this time. So I'm in the recovery stages of that at the moment. So again, apologies if I just sound a little bit off, but uh, hopefully I won't. Um, one or two quick announcements for you. The Moonlight Challenge in aid of the Glen of the Mal Mountain Rescue Team. The date for that has been announced. It's November the 12th and the registration should be coming out shortly just so so just keep your eyes out on the Moonlight Challenge Facebook page and the Mal Facebook page and any other links there that you're following at the moment and you should have some news shortly. Another quick thing is there is a slight change coming to Mountain to Glenda podcast in that we will be having a second host. Uh, his name is Neil Smith. If you've been following the series you'll remember him from the third episode the Christmas Deer Review. And he'll be coming on to do what he does best. He'll be talking about um, gear of, of various kinds. Uh, he'll be, if you have any questions or anything like that, and you want to email us in, uh, he'll, he'll be able to answer those questions for you as well. And I hope he'll be having his first episode with us, possibly by the end of this month, hopefully. So that's something new for you to look forward to. And that's pretty much it for me, folks. So now I'm going to get on with the podcast itself. So uh, my guest this evening is Karina McNally. She's from Garnish, is a member of the Beira Historical Society, a writer and storyteller. She conducts guided historical tours throughout the Beira Peninsula in Southwest Ireland. She aims to give the visitor an appreciation of the deep history, culture and dramatic beauty that is Beira. Operating under a leave no trace policy, Karina is passionate about the layers of history woven into the landscape and deeply appreciative of the magnificent environment that surrounds her. Our interests include sustainability and protection of life in rural Ireland and the book industry. And she's here tonight to talk to us about Dursey Island. Karina, you're very welcome. Thank you, Robert. Lovely to be here. Uh, and if we could just kick off, I suppose the one big thing we're, we're here to talk about uh, this evening is the history of the island of Dursey Island. Could you tell us a bit more about the deep history actually of that island yeah well the th- yeah exactly one of the fascinating things about walking in Jersey or going to visit Jersey are the layers of history on the island you know there are just so many layers of history there are bronze age monuments you know there so there was very early people living there then you have um uh history of the Vikings the name Jersey actually comes from the, a Norse word Viking uh, uh, from a beast. It means beast in, in Norse, which I'll explain later. That goes back to the original Irish name for Jersey, which is Ilan Wee. Um, then you can roll it forward to huge um, uh, sites there from the Napoleonic Wars. Beautiful signal tower still there in good condition. You can roll it on then to the big fishing industry. They also, you can go up with the 1600s, the Elizabethan Wars. Where do you start? It's just <laughs> all there. So, but obviously, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, there's so much there. And of course, it's the, and I, the only cable car in the whole of Ireland. 
that gets there. And it's the, I think it's the only cable car in Europe that goes over open water. It sure. used to be anyway. Yeah. So um, there's just a lot going on. So if, mythology in, as well. Yeah. So if you could just uh, let us know, like uh, some of that history. That, that, yeah, that, we can that break mistake. it down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I suppose the earliest we know about Jersey really is the place name from its place name, which is the place name is Ilan Bui. And there are a lot of places in Beira called Bui. I mean, Bantry Bay is actually Coon Bui in Irish. And there are numerous places in Beira with the word Bui in the end. And that has all got to do with our pre-Christian ancient goddess here uh, in Beira. And she was, a so- she was like associated with bovine entities. Therefore, we have the bull, the cow and the calf. So we have this whole layer of our ancient mythological history and ancient belief systems. And from there, you can build up to more modern times. And um, what was that goddess's name? Was it Bui itself? Well, it, her name actually was the Kalak Bera, but she's known as the Hag of Bera. Okay. Yeah, she was a Kalak. Yeah. So um, there are many, many layers of history. And the place names are very interesting, uh, you know, because you can tell a lot about a place by its name. And we're lucky, like in, in Beira, like a lot of the West of Ireland are untouched by industrialization, really. So we were able to retain a lot of our place names and therefore, um, you know, look back at the history of the place. It's, it's a science in itself. It's called Din Shanicus. I can't say I'm an expert now, but I know a little bit about it in Beira. Yeah, yeah. And and then uh, moving, well, further along in history, I mean, the, yeah. the, it has seen quite a bit of turmoil as well it's a lot of turmoil i mean the bearer peninsula like everywhere else in ireland was ruled at one time until the 1600s by um irish aristocratic families really the chief uh, chieftains chieftainships so in bearer uh we were the o'sullivan bears were our rulers um that is why everybody in bearer is called o'sullivan i suppose most of us are <laughs> and um Dursey was actually, they had a tower in Dursey because they made their money from fishing. So, you know, renting out space to Spanish and French and various, you know, offering protection really and, and allowing them to sit in the waters to, to fish pilchards at the time. So at, in the 1600s, up until the Elizabethan Wars, they had a fort on Dursey. And because uh, I suppose that was at the kind of the very edge of Bantry Bay so they could like watch the waters mm-hmm. and um, that was destroyed in the 1600s after the Battle of Kinsale and that was basically the end of it was the fall of them but after that the uh, Elizabethan forces they had come from Kinsale they had sacked Dunboy in Castletown Bear that's Dunboy Bui again a Bui mm-hmm. place name. then they came around to Jersey and they destroyed the castle and they actually went in and they massacred everybody on the island to teach them a lesson who is your queen? Ah, very, very uh, final lesson in that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So the O'Sullivan Bears actually marched up, what was left of them marched up to Leitrim from RD, which was an old castle, which was destroyed later on, actually, um, to Leitrim. It's called the Bear of Brefney Way. That's a Sinchkelele like, but yeah. So, so Dursey has a massive connection with the O'Sullivan Bears as well. And a lot of them were actually brought up there even further, even after they were kind of demised. They still had a kind of an aristocratic kind of way of life, the few that survived. They hadn't the trappings now of the wealth, obviously, the private education and everything the chieftains had. But, um, you know, they were sent to Jersey for to be looked after and there was still that connection. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, it's 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 definitely seen a lot of history, all right. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dorothy, now is there people living on the island now? Because I know there, there are buildings and houses on the island, but is there any very few? Very few. The reason the cable car actually came about was there was a, right across the way from Dorothy. There's a it's Crow Head. There's a, a headland, and there's a, a beautiful, very fertile, cliffy rock on it called Crow Island or Ilan Alvuk in Irish. And a farmer in the 60s saw all this lovely grass there and he decided to get his sheep there and he built and, you know, he had no formal engineering education or anything. But he built a hand, you know, he used to hand crank this cable car over with his sheep and he used to get young lads locally to get on it for him. Imagine how the cliff was mad. <laughs> But apparently, you see, the islanders, they were moving people off the islands all over Ireland at the time, like from the Blaskets in the 50s onwards. Mm. And they were moving people off Jersey Island. And a lot of them went to East Cork, Whitegate, to a big estate that they broke up. And they were putting people there. But a lot of the people didn't want to leave the island. So a local parish priest, he was a Kerry man called Father Kelly. He watched this fellow, Ty Roger, you know, hand cranking this homemade cable car at home. Uh-huh. And... Uh, and he was watching and he said, well, if he can do that, why can't we have a cable car? So he was very well connected, obviously. And uh, within two years or three years, there was a cable car in Jersey. It was opened in 1969 by Jack Lynch. And it all stemmed from that farmer coming up at the brainwave. Yeah. And, and he got all the, uh, I think, all the metal and the wires in from Germany or something. In the 60s, that was something, you know. He built it all himself. That's amazing, actually. Smart man. And just when you're on Darcy Island as well, like, uh, I mean, the, the views off that island, especially, especially when you're high up in the hills, are they're absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the, the highest point of the hill um, is like, basically, you have a panoramic view on a good day, because that's yes. where the signal tower is. And you can see this kind of, you know, chap in the English Navy in 1800, where he's kind of like spyglass looking out on a good day. <laughs> you could see the French coming. But it's quite foggy there a bit, so I don't know. But you're looking right over to South Kerry. Um, if you're at the very tip of the island on a very good day, you can see a tip of the Blaskets. And you're looking all the way down then to West Cork, sheep's, as far as the mizzen, sheep's head in the mizzen. So it's a whole panorama of the whole southwest coast of Ireland. And then, of course, you have the bull, the cow and the calf. You have the skelligs are yeah, very yeah. close by. Um, and the scarabs. So you have like, you know, a panorama of all our um, nautical rocks as well. So it's incredibly panoramic, great for whale watching, especially now around September, October. There was a big whale came through the Jersey Sound recently, a sperm whale, a very rare sight. Really? And one of the neighbours west of the road took drone footage of it. God, that's amazing. Yes, yeah, so you could see anything in Jersey. <laughs> Be, be ready for everything. <laughs> you can see the fairies there. The place is full of fairies. <laughs> oh, My mother what? used to go in there on holidays long ago when she was a kid. And she, her auntie lived in there. And she always said, like, the fairies when she grew up were bad, like, in her place. Like, she, she died last year. She was 88. But uh, she said, like, the fairies when she was a kid now were really bad in Cahine, where she came from. She said there was nothing worse than the fairies in Jersey. <laughs> They put the fairies on the mainland to shame. They got a bad reputation. Then, oh, right? they were scarier than. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
And, and, and just, just out of curiosity, uh, hopefully yeah. word hasn't got out about those bad fairies. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people roughly would you would normally visit uh, Dursey Island? Well, over the years, you know, I haven't a right figure now, but over the years when it's busy, you would have, I'd say you could have seven or 8,000 people going in there. Mm. Um, now there is no cable car. It is closed. Yeah. for reconstruction but i'll be honest with the cork county council let the people down there really badly because it's been closed for months with no nothing happening and there's been you hasn't know, been any move on that whatsoever well apparently they're making pylons somewhere but i mean you know i mean there's no need for it to be closed this long so yeah so it's it's closed now and hoping it will be they're saying november but like the, there aren't many people living in the island, but the island is very busy because it's very good land on the island. So the north face of the island is just cliff and kind of, you know, cliffy. But the south facing side is very fertile. So there's great land in there, great cattle, um, a lot of farming in there. And the farmers are dependent, obviously, especially in the spring mm-hmm. to get in and out to look after their livestock and everything. And it was a disaster this year. And are, there, um, are the farmers were animals lost and everything? And are the farmers still able to get out in and out by boat? Or? Oh, one or two of them have their own boats. There is a ferry coming from Bear Island sometimes, but I don't think the times are great. You know, it's look, it's just not, you know, the, the islanders really weren't very well looked after. But, yeah. You know, the perils of living in the West Coast, um, it's not a priority. Well, hopefully we'll see some progress on, on the uh, cable Yeah, hopefully soon, soon yeah. It's a massive impact on the tourism industry in Beira. I would imagine so. I would imagine yeah. so. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, well, yeah. Um, and uh, as you said, uh, they're saying possibly November this year. It, it yeah, November. Be. It's supposed to be up and running, but we'll see. Well, yeah, but we'll be no tourist season for Jersey this year anyway. Yeah, no. I did bring somebody walking, just they were interested in Jersey, so I brought them all along Crowhead which is kind of like across from Dursey. Yeah. And we spoke about Dursey, but there's a lot of mythology in Crowhead as well. So we kind of focused on that. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And just on it, like say when you, you can access the island and, and uh, let's just presume that the cable car is working at the moment. Can, can you actually camp on the island or is that frowned upon? Or You know what? The odd person does. Uh, yeah, I think out at the very end, it's possible. The very end, out yeah. in Wales, they call it. But it'd be very wild camping. Like there are no public facilities in the island. There are no public toilets. Um, so there's no campsite as such there. But people do. People actually often go out to the very end. It'll take you about two hours to walk, maybe more than it. And they camp in the old, um, It was a, it's an old building. It used to house a gas lamp once when the cow rock was destroyed in a storm in the 1880s, they had to build a new um, lighthouse in the Bull Rock. And mm-hmm. they kind of had this gas lamp housed in this building. And obviously, like, it's just the four walls left there now. But people camp inside because it's a bit of shelter at the tip. So people do, because some people are very intrepid. Like yourself now, you probably <laughs> do something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. and It like, might I mean, be in the Park Hotel in Kinmare, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flip a coin on it. <laughs> As I say, it, w- it would be proper wild camping, so you have to be completely yeah. self-sufficient and obviously Absolutely. leave no trace behind you. Yeah, yeah. I met a fellow out there once and uh, we were there. I was out there walking with the group and these two chaps came along and they looked exhausted. They had so much stuff in their back and they were carrying two chairs. This is true. Chairs? Now. 
chairs, okay. like camping chairs. Uh-huh. They'd carry them now and it must have taken them two and a half hours with all the gear. And we were there. They opened up the chairs and your one's chair was broken. <laughs> <laughs> After carrying it all the way and it was odd day. So I, we were all laughing. So one of them sat in his chair and the other fellow sat in the ground. But, you know, after, and he's, of course, he'd have to bring it back as well. Leave no trace, obviously. But <laughs> well, I hope he did anyway. I said there might have been a nice flow of language when he discovered his, his, his problem there. Because <laughs> there's no taxis or bus are in the island either. And the Dursley itself, is, is that included on the bear away? It is, it is. Yes. So technically, you can walk all the way from Kinmare or Glengariff out to Jersey. Well, technically, practically, you can. And yeah, included in, in the whole yeah, Barrow. it is included in the Barrow Way, out to the very tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are kind of, a, you can do a circular route in Jersey as well when you get off the cable car. So the island is about six and a half kilometres long. So you can go up the mountain way to go uh-huh. and then come back the roadway. Whereas yeah. if I do historical touring, I just go the roadway out to the end because I do a certain type of tour. You know, it's kind of yes. a walking, talking tour. Yeah, I've as been opposed to straight hiking. I've been on that with you, and yeah, I have to say that was an enjoyable tour. Now, thank you, thank you. I felt I had a a good uh, understanding of the island as I left it. I have to say now. Yeah, and it is a beautiful, special feeling in there, and I actually miss going in there a lot. Because there's just a feeling in Jersey that you just don't get, even though I'm only here a couple of kilometers from it now, my home. But there's just a feeling in Jersey you just don't get anywhere else. It's an yeah. island feeling, I suppose. Yeah. And just for anyone, like say again, once hopefully the, the cable car gets running and people can get onto the island, that is there accommodation, say, on the island if people wanted to stay there? There is. There are a number of, um, well, a number. There's a few houses you can rent. The old schoolhouse is for rent. You can look that up online. I think it has a website. So the schoolhouse in Dursey closed in the mid-70s. And the children that were in Dursey relocated for school to the mainland in Carmore, or Leanmore at the time. Mm. Um, that schoolhouse is owned by somebody in Castletown Bear, and it's rented. Small, I think, like, it's kind of a, it's very nice. Um, then Rosary Healy has a place you can rent, um, a little house in the first village. And uh, there's another house in the first village as well to rent. So, yeah, if you poke around, you'll find somewhere all right. And would, would they be on certain sites to if you were looking to, say, book accommodation on Dursey? Or? The schoolhouse is definitely probably Dursey schoolhouse. Rosary's is as well. Um, the other house, I don't think so. Sometimes people rent that long term. Like a friend of mine lived there for six months last year. She's an artist and, you know, she's kind of, um, yeah, creative. And she went in and stayed six months there. She rented a house there and she loved it there. But mm. she moved out then in November because it can get a bit lonely in the winter. It's just yeah. because you, if the weather's bad, very bad, the cable car won't run either. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can understand So that. it can be a bit. Um, so she moved to Alley's near the village then. But she loved it there. Hmm. But I, I imagine if, if you were if you're looking for it, if you just Googled uh, accommodation, Dursey, all that Absol- would pop Exactly. Up yeah. 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 Two of now, those places will pop up. Now, there was one thing I, I felt bad about the last time I was I was on the island and I missed out on it. There's a famous fish and ship van 
down on the main site. I didn't get a chance to get next or near, but everyone I've been have been talking about had said, yeah, you have to try that. And of course, I was flying out with the group. I had to keep going. Yeah. But uh, is it's it amazing. really is good. Yeah. Been, yeah. Wins all kinds of awards and everything. And she started over there, Marjorie, like yeah, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And just her food is just so good. It's cut here in Garnish. And is she, is she still there even with the cable car shut or is she? Not much, no, no, not much. No. It's kind of really, I'd say her business was a lot of it was done in the summer there. She's been really thrown, but she's an ally his as well. And um, yeah, so definitely her business is way quieter this year, but her son runs it with her. So like, it's just an amazing fish and chips. Fish is straight out of the water. Her husband catches a lot of it in Garnish, which is next to Jersey. And otherwise it's coming from Castletown Bear. Fish imports, it's all totally fresh fish. And, you know, you yeah. get stuff, you might get mackerel or you get whatever. She pan fries mackerel for people and, oh. and a bit of oatmeal and yeah. straight out of the water. Yeah. yeah. And, um, what, what's the name of her fish and Murphy's ship? Deli. Murphy's Deli. Murphy's, they're Murphy's, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I hope... Uh, Jersey she, Deli, they call it, actually. Jersey Deli. <laughs> Jersey I, Deli. I, I, I hope to get there at some stage because, yeah, yeah. everyone, even in Castletown Bay, were saying to me, you have to go there. Yeah. And what happens? I had to rush off. So. I know. But she's in the village, Ali's village as well, so you might catch her there. Come to the health centre. No worries. Well, hopefully at some stage I will get to come across her. <laughs> yeah, oh, you will, I'm sure. And just uh, going back to Jersey, I know there's a pier there on the island, but um, it's only allowed for certain people to dock, is it? Or you, you, you can't bring tourists in or anything like that? Well, you see, there's only one landing place on the island, yeah, really. Yeah. And um, the pier inside in Jersey, which is lovely. But um, the other pier then across the way, it's not that... It's not that it's not safe to land there because people land there, but you can't land in Jersey every day of the year. Yeah. There'll be a lot of days you cannot land in Jersey. But there is an issue with the pier in terms of what you'd call a proper ferry. Yes. They're not geared up for like regulated ferries. They're not a regulated pier for a ferry. And yeah, that is a yeah. problem for a proper ferry operating there. Yeah. They're perfectly fine for small boats and everything, but... Um, mm. Uh, not for, I think it's to do with insurance purposes, you know. Okay. And uh, just on the, the cable car as well, was it true at one stage that um, animals would also be brought across on the cable car as well? And they had the right of way, or, is, or am I wrong in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They used to be, you'd get on the cable car with a cow. I had, and sheep and everything. I had, uh, I had, unfortunately, she passed away, a cousin from America. She was really funny. She was real New York, you know, a New Yorker. And one time she was a good bit older than me now and she got on the cable car years ago. She came to Ireland on holidays in the 70s or the 80s and she came back and she said to me, I don't know who shit themselves more, me or the cow. (laughs) She was on the cable car with the cow. (laughs) Oh God, yeah. (laughs) that, That was the days of health and safety. That's only up until about seven or eight years ago. Um, but uh, also, the, don't the local people as well, like say there's a queue for the cable car, don't the local people have right over everyone else to get Oh, to get they do, there? yeah. So you could yeah. be queuing there for two hours, leaving the island in like in August when there's a big queue yeah. and some fella will roll up with the dog and a couple of bags of cement or whatever, bales, and then he'll get and he'll go. Yeah, yeah. Now, what that that yeah. makes sense, actually. Ah, yeah, sense. but you're like they're yeah. working there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just have one really important question here for you as well. I mean, for you, 
why is the island so important or special to you? Because I know when you're talking about the island, I've been on the tours uh, with you on the island as well. You 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 have a passion for it. So so what I, is it about outdoorsy that is so special for you? Um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. I think there's a nice feeling on the island which I like. Um, just like that whole sense of kind of nature and the silence in there is very nice. You're definitely somewhere different. Um, I also find all that kind of weaving of the history very interesting. You know, like my favourite part of the island probably is up on the hill there, Knockmore, where that lovely panorama is and the signal tower, just the stories about the signal tower and just the ancientness of that place. I mean, they used to light bonfires there long ago, apparently, the O'Sullivan Bears to keep away um, pirates and for different reasons. Another st- interesting story about that is here in Barra, we were one of the last place- places that saw the in, in Dursey, the all the immigrants leaving in ships from Cove. For example, like the Titanic, it would have been the last place in Ireland it would have been seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently they used to go up and light fires for the immigrants, which is very sad, when they knew mm. their families were on the ships. So I don't know, there's just a, a specialness about islanders, about just the history of an island. And it just has a lot woven in. It's just very rich in tapestry, and I just find it interesting. And I just like the feeling of the place. Yeah. And you have your own tour company and tour yeah. business. Do you want to let people know what the, your website is? If, if you want to yeah, get in contact? no problem. So, um, yeah, I have a company called Bera Bui Tours. Bui as in the Haga Bera. Bera Bui, B-A-O-I Tours. I have a website. And all my tours are kind of like, well, they, they're all really, I mean, there's walking tours. Or they're not all walking. We can sometimes I go on small buses as well, but there's always a bit of walking. Some are pure hiking, but they're all historical and mythological in nature. So usually um, they can be tailor made, you know, like some people come and they want a whole history of the O'Sullivan Bears. Yeah. Um, some people want a whole history of the Colloc. So that's I do that tour in Kilcatherine, which is Nairies. So like most of the tours are small and they're tailored to what people are interested in. Yeah. Well, if you like history and you like the outdoors and you like walking or just seeing, get off-road. Well, yeah, I, I can definitely de- recommend them anyway because, I, as I say, I've seen you talking about the history of the place and, uh, yeah, you definitely have a passion for it. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you. Uh, that means a lot to me. No Coming worries. Coming from a, a tour guide like yourself. Thank uh, you. <laughs> well, listen, it was great to have you on the podcast. Um, Thank you, Robert. It's great to be I, here. And I really appreciate you being on it. I, I hope to see you down here again sometime soon. Oh, I will. I'll be down. And uh, for anyone who is listening to the podcast, I will be putting links to Karina's uh, website on our Facebook pages, Twitter and Instagram. So if you didn't catch all that there now, you can just check on. Yeah. Uh, on I, I don't have Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't you worry. Could, you know what? You could do up a couple of pages there for me. <laughs> So, sure, why would they know about Facebook in the Bronze Age? <laughs> no, good to measure. <laughs> so, okay, folks. So, until next time, get out there, enjoy, and chat soon. If you want to contact us, then you can do so by emailing us at mountaintoglen at gmail.com or by following Mountain to Glen, the podcast, on Facebook or Twitter. Thank you for listening. <laughs>